You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. <laughs> Have you ever lost sleep because of a bad breakup? <laughs> Don't leave me. Have you ever got so confused about what you want to do with your life and your career? <laughs> I know I have, but don't worry about it. Everybody goes through that, including celebrities. This is that twenty show. Yo, welcome back to that twenty show with me, Kianu Azman, the show that I talk about different things that different celebrities, different public figures go through in their twenties. This week. I've got a guest that's very special, very close to me. She's not just close to me in terms of proximity because we work together in the same studio. Yes, although we're social distancing now. <laughs> but we are friends that share a lot of things to each other. Yes. But thank goodness too on much. this show. Too much actually. <laughs> but even though we share too much about each other, today is when I got to explore more about you. The things Let's that you never revealed to me before. But before I tell you who it is, this girl is very talented. I've been looking up to her for so long and she has no right to deny that <laughs> on this show. Before that she'd be like No lah Shut up lah But this time she cannot You I, are my stalker Keanu. I am her stalker <laughs> I admit that Proudly She's a host She's a content creator Content developer Wow Radio announcer The reason why I said Content creator and developer Is because she's not just That typical Okay lah I want to do content For social media only lah Not just that You wow. know She also developed shows That you might have seen On TV before Okay I'm sorry lah I might have said shows When it's just one show <laughs> But then you know You get the drill In her 20s She achieved so much she did host a night show called Quickie she did a morning show before like literally a full on like Good Morning America that kind I'm not going to say what the show is because she doesn't Mm -hmm. want that in her portfolio (laughs) she had a food show on AFC called Back to the Streets Mm -hmm. she came up with the show Lima Rencah Lima Rasa wow this is so weird like hearing an official intro of myself it's a verbal Wikipedia (laughs) I call that a verbal Wikipedia (laughs) that's right You've never heard this, huh? I've never experienced this before. <laughs> she had a travel show as well called Hoots. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, the one is with Fuat from the band... Uh, Kyoto Protocol. Kyoto Protocol. And... Uh, she also has her very own travel show on her YouTube channel. Dude, your intro is already the whole podcast, you know. Uh, trust me, there's a lot more <laughs> layers of this girl right here. Okay, this is a quick one because uh, her travel show is called Local Eyes. Yes. She did one in Vietnam, in Penang. Yes. Looking forward to more. She hosted a show with me recently. Yeah, yes. hello. I, I have, have issues. issues. You probably more already hearing that. Oh my God, these two again. Uh, now I know who the girl is. Lah. Let me finally introduce you. The one and only, the beautiful radio announcer... Zerpi. Hello, everyone on Shockcast. <laughs> You're listening to a Shockcast original. <laughs> they should hire you. La. I want you to backtrack a bit to your years in your 20s because you achieved so much in that decade, you know. I can't believe because you studied in Australia, mm-hmm. Griffith University. Yeah. Griffith University. And then you came back, you did all sorts of things. You know, did you, you write my Wikipedia page? <laughs> But yeah, you studied in Australia, you came back, you became a host, you became a radio announcer for another radio station, mm-hmm. and then you hosted multiple other shows, came out with your own show, Lima Rencha, Lima Rasa, a which is show. still on TV now, and your name is still credited at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool thing. It is, Thanks it to is. the producers. Yeah. Were you also the producer, or you were just the... I was just the content creator, or the ideator, or the mm. format creator, whatever you want to call it, but yes. Right. So, that is something that people see on the front, like, oh my god, you know, Zer, successful, oh besides god. all the work aspects. Yeah. How would you describe your 20s in the simplest form? Test bit for, you know, trial and error. La. I think mm-hmm. 20s was like uh, where I learned my biggest lessons. Right. In life, mm-hmm. and uh, I was also in a lot of like 
pain I felt when I look back at my 20s. But also, you know, it's just like extremes. It's like high highs and then low lows. Right. That was my 20s for me. What was the peak of your 20s? What am I proudest of of yep. my 20s? Surviving my 20s. Yeah, I think that that's why we're having you on the show. <laughs> and then growing <laughs> from my 20s because, uh-huh. you know, I'm always scared of looking back and then discovering like I'm at the same spot emotionally or, right. or whatever from right. my 20s. So I think yeah. like the proudest thing for me is like moving on from my 20s and then uh-huh. now embracing my 30s. But was your career one of the things that you love the most about your 20s? Something that taught you a lot up to now? I think in my 20s, yes, definitely. I was like career forward mm-hmm. and my life was my career and the career was my life. I, Is that a good thing? It was a good thing for my twenties. I feel it, it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, at one point in my at my busiest period, I would you know do like a morning show on radio and then shoot for a show like you know a, a different TV program wow. and then come back at night and do the nightly live show. You had Ryan Seacrest one hundred and one back then, uh. You don't laugh <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yeah, so I think like in terms of like career high or busyness, like yeah. that was one of my busiest periods. And you said just now that one thing you're glad about your 20s is that you learned how to cope emotionally and how now you're not the same emotional place as you were back then, yes, right? Yes, And you were very busy in your career. Did mm. this, did that. I'm sure you had times where, especially in our 20s, when we don't know how to manage certain things, certain thoughts, certain emotions. Do you still remember some incidents where it was hard? to manage your emotions and you had work in the way oh my god like can I just not wake up today can I just sleep in but I had breakfast show well you know I remember coming back from one of those super busy days where I would be up from I don't know Mm 4am and you know after the night live show that ends at 11.45 11.45 I'll be home at midnight and I would just remember like crying on my bed although it was like a very fulfilling day. Yeah. But I'm just physically tired. So it was because you were exhausted. I was exhausted. Or there are Mentally, days where I would wake up at 4am to do a morning show and then look at my bed and just feel like I just want to come back and go to bed again. Which meant that I don't care what happened during the day and I didn't want to care what happened during the day. Yeah. I just wanted to get through the day and get back to On sleep. On the bed. <laughs> yeah. So there are extremes like that for sure. For sure. Was that a case of burnt out? Like, oh my God, this job is so tiring me. Or were there other aspects in your life? That no, you had to deal with at the same time. I wouldn't say like a burnout, no. Okay. Uh, it wasn't a burnout. In fact, you know, when I look back now in my 30s and what I did in my 20s, I sometimes think, how did I do that? Right. Uh, from the work that I would describe earlier to like, you know, personal leisure things. Like, for example, I remember coming back from a work trip from Australia. Okay. Arriving at the airport, passing back to my colleague and say, okay, take this to the office. And I'm on the next plane out to Singapore for a music festival. You serious? Yeah. So that is my life. Or I would like go to Perhentian on a Friday, come back on a Monday morning or overnight bus, arrive at 6am on a Monday, uh, go home, shower and then go to go to work. You know, and when I think back on all these things, I'm <laughs> how like, did I pull through? <laughs> how did I have this energy? But that's your 20s, right? Because yeah. you don't need no sleep. You don't need no water. You don't need no vegetables. You can just survive on. <laughs> Who needs plants in my house? We don't need that. You know, <laughs> exactly. Who needs vitamin D? I don't need that. Oh, sunlight, natural light and all that. Yeah. Oh, blah, not priorities yeah. in your 20s. Yeah. yeah. But I know one thing that I learned from my 20s Uh is that it's about focusing on myself 
or rather looking at myself instead of looking at the world. You right. know what I'm saying? Look like, inwards first. Look inwards because in my 20s, you know, a lot of things were happening to me and I attributed a lot of things to like, this person is like that, that's why my life is like this. Or right. this guy is a douchebag, that's why I'm heartbroken. But I think towards the later part of my 20s, especially, mm-hmm. I realized that, oh, this is actually, I need to take responsibility for the outcomes in my life. You know, yep. it's not just completely, oh, my boss is like this. That's why I'm feeling sad. Yeah. That's one big major realization that I've learned. Right. That we need to take responsibilities for our own happiness. Mm. What kind of a person were you in your 20s? You just wanted to work, come back, sleep. Is that it? Yeah. In my <laughs> 20s, I the biggest thing about me in my 20s is also I had like a major wall okay in that I could never let anyone see me vulnerable or weak Um, so I used work as a way to distance myself from my emotions Uh, if I'm busy then I have no time to think about how sad I was or if my career is on point no boy can hurt me you know like in my 20s I was like I don't need no man (laughs) I don't want no kids I just want money I want my job you know I'm a hustler (laughs) I'm J-Lo you know like I, I was caught up in that to be fair, I think a lot of people go through that in their 20s because, right. you know, that's when you need to prove yourself. Yeah. That's when you have something to prove. Mm. But then after all that, I realize that does not make for a happy person anyways. And I think in my 20s or so, I was very tied to who I was and what I did. So I defined myself through, I'm a radio announcer, I'm an entertainer, I'm in the industry or whatever. But then I left radio oh, yes, a few you did. years ago. And I did go through like this weird depression period where over like three months, I didn't really want to go out. I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't really want to social life because any time people ask me hey when is your last day or what's your plans after this I would just break down and cry even this is before this after radio like you quit radio for a while it was like leading up to let's say it's like three more months to my final day I couldn't (sighs) even talk to my boyfriend about it (sighs) at that time he would you know, I, sorry, I got to stop all this morning, morning nonsense. Uh. The previous episode, someone said, I had some morning in there. I'm like, that's how I express. Okay, that's sorry. just how Keanu sounds like when he eats cake. <laughs> okay, sorry, back to you. Sir. Yeah, so uh, I would break down and I, I couldn't figure out why. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, it's because, you know, I have built my persona, so to speak, around this girl who goes on air every day, who, you know, is on TV and stuff like that. So I felt like maybe existential crisis at that point because I was going to go try out something in corporate. Right. uh, Which I was very excited for as well, but... You know, little did I know subconsciously I was actually uh, going through like an identity crisis probably. When did you realise it was that? So I saw a therapist actually. Okay. After it went on for like a few months and... Because you you didn't know what was going on with you. Is it like, why are my emotions so unstable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel fine. And then, you know, like uh, a friend or a boyfriend at the time would be like, so, you know, this about radio or whatever. And then I would just like, (laughs) and I would just cry for hours. (sighs) And I couldn't figure out why. 
So I decided to go to a therapist and she helped me through it mm-hmm. and then transitioned to, you know, my new job and then transitioned out of that relationship. So <laughs> a With lot the same of changes. Therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of changes in my life then. Right, right. Yeah. But that's the thing. You went to corp- the corporate world mm-hmm. and realized it's not for you. Were you also in that pit of depression when you were there? Uh, no. Oh, no. No, when I was there, it was, yeah, it, it wasn't depression. Okay. It was just it was frustration. Just, <laughs> like, why did I leave my previous job? Like, that yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. And then you came back to the radio world. Thank yes, God. Yes. And I, I didn't even plan to. <laughs> to oh, the, oh, so your plan was, this is the this is the end of, of the media industry for me before yeah. you're going to, you went to, uh, Corporate. A, it was an airline agency, an airline company. It was a hotel. Hotel, yeah. But then when, once you were there, you said, nope, I got to go back. Back. Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing. That's that even applies to everything else in life. I believe even love sometimes. You know, mm. when you feel like you're uncertain, you feel like you know what? I think this is the end. But when you try to transition to something else, you realize, oh my god, that's what I want. You know, you, you're talking. You are not talking about an myself. Example from I'm not love. <laughs> Keanu, really? If you don't know, Keanu, you are so inexperienced, Keanu. Why are you talking about love? Okay, <laughs> but I want to talk about love with you now. Yes, please do. That's one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> you are my love guru. <laughs> Please. Even when I have no love issues in my life, I just want to talk to her. You just want to make an issue so we can talk about yes, it. Yes, that's what we're the host of. Hello, I, I have, have issues. issues. Because we make up issues that are not even in our lives. Exactly. You know? yeah. Because there always have solutions. This is about love. That about love. I read this book. This book. In your 20s, did you have a lot of love issues? Were, that, were those some of the biggest contributors to your sadness after work and all yes. that? Oh yes. my God, let's talk For about sure. that, please. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk about that. I don't want yeah, to push sure, your buttons. Yeah, of course. Mm. You know, I have no walls now. Yay! You know, a, the <laughs> only walls right. you can see are the four walls in the studio. <laughs> Besides that, Zer, wallless. Wallless. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, love was a very, very big source of misery for me in my 20s. Mm-hmm. I felt like every guy... I I went for didn't treat me right it never works out and I was like in that state where <sighs> no no one's ever gonna love you gave me. up on love I for a while I never huh? find someone yeah uh-huh. yeah and because of that mentality of course I always went for the wrong person <laughs> all the is wrong it, people is, is that is it a psychological thing it's it's a you're loop. drawn towards someone who was bad for you and you, the, the pattern is always there is, is, is yes it like yes that? it's like Westworld you know you always continue a loop until you oh, you realise that this is not right yes and that's what I also learned in my 20s like you need to learn your lesson you need to take that time and sit back and introspect on yourself and ask yourself if you are in an uncomfortable situation or you're let's say we're talking about relationships right now right 10 out of 10 relationships don't work what is going on it can't be always the other person or it can't Mm. be these 10 people I've went out with I'm the common denominator here what's wrong with me so you had that moment of yes. realization. Yes. After I think how many I've failed had, relationships? I think I've had like a lot of versions of it happening here and there, but I never really learned my lesson till actually quite recently. In your thirties. Yeah, I mean, in <laughs> my end twenties. Do, don't ask me about numbers. I don't even know how old I am now. I think I'm still in my twenties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, recently, lah. Recently, yeah, and I, I'm. Obviously, still learning. We never stop learning. That's the beauty we of life, actually. We never stop learning, yes. That's the painful and beautiful part about life yes, to me, you yes. know? Yeah. Like, because lessons can be painful, yes. but it's necessary to grow. Exactly. Like, in my 20s, you know, if a guy doesn't like the same music as me, for example, or okay. there's just one small issue, he 
didn't do this <laughs> I would be so quick to ask him I'll be like okay then Ooh. you're not it for me you know which is to say that I was very very black and white in my 20s you know mm. uh, it, you're either right or you're wrong you're either good or you're bad there is no like middle ground gray area where okay maybe this person is like that you know in that sense I could say maybe I was too egoistical right and from that also it's to say that I am perfect isn't it mm. Because if I'm perfect, you should be perfect. Right. If you have one little thread or one little thing that is, you know, not lined up, then okay, I'm going to ask you. So Whoa. that is also one thing that I've learned is that nobody's perfect. I know we always say that, but do you really understand what that mm. means? Yeah. Because you could simply say it, but if you don't mean it, if you don't really understand it, there's no point in that. Yeah, and it's also starting with knowing that you are not perfect. Oh my God, that's like relationship OCD, man. Yes, exactly. In a way, can't like. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. That's a tiny flaw. This is wrong. Yeah. But yeah. why? What do you think that stemmed from? Maybe that's, from your childhood, you had, you were a perfectionist in school or something. No, I mean, Tim, like like psychologists, like yeah, therapy session. Is, like, <laughs> do I need to pay you after this? <laughs> Pro bono, babe. Pro bono. <laughs> How kind of you. <laughs> yes, definitely, it stems from some childhood complex okay. and stuff. But I think a lot of my twenties is also. You know, a lot of decisions I made in my 20s, especially when it came to love and all that, came from a place of fear and came from a place of ego. And when you mix ego and fear, it's never good. So I'll give you an example. Um, One of the... Because, you know, we we live through stories we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. It might not be true, but... If I think the world is yellow, it's yellow. You know right. what I'm saying? So one of these truths uh, that I lived in my 20s is if I leave you first, then you cannot leave me. Right. If I break your heart first, then you cannot break my heart. In that way, then I'm protected. Yeah. So in that way, I always go into relationships not giving 100% of myself. I'm always keeping 20% of myself because in the back of my mind, you're going to leave me, but I'm going to leave you first. i beat you at your own game. Man. Yes, but that is not the way to enter relationships yeah. or even with yourself, you know. Uh, so that's one major lesson that I learned. One major story that I had to let go, mm-hmm. something that did not serve me anymore. And probably that kind of story served me in in my career. Like I said, I used my career as like my shield. Yeah, yeah. You know, Did if I have feel. a happening career, no, I don't need to depend on no man. I was so independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need, you know, and one thing that my friends highlighted to me, um, this was a couple of years ago, they were like, Zer, we've never seen you cry. Really? Yeah. Even after like my worst breakups or whatever, they are like, we never see you complain. You never talk to us. Like, yeah, maybe I'll tell them what happened, but you know, I don't go like, and I'm heartbroken. You know, I cannot admit that because again, it's a, it's coming from a place of ego, coming from a place of like, I am indestructible. But actually, obviously I'm not. Obviously, I still need my friends. I need my family. I need help. But I was too proud to ask for it. And that's also one major thing that I've learned. One very major yet very simple and essential thing that everyone would know, but I, being me, <laughs> I did not know that. And of course, it's from my upbringing, of course. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, you know, issues 
issues in the past that you know stemmed from my childhood. But yeah, yeah. In my twenties, it was going through all these hurdles, all these heartaches. Uh, most of it came from me, of course, and my mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt very stuck at a lot of times in my twenties, and there came a point where I'm like, "What can I do?" Because you know you need to change yourself before you can change your world. Right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, and. You are more vulnerable now compared to yes. before, right? Yeah. So you, I like to hope so. But still, PSC have not seen her cry yet. <laughs> <laughs> we pernah like laugh till nak menangis God, but yeah. menangis because of issues in life. She, I would know when Zer is in a bad mood if like terus like okay lah bye. I'm like okay. She's in a bad mood. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like she's probably gonna cry in the car, but not to me. I'm like cry yeah. lah to me, cry lah to me. So yeah, yeah. I see you every day, cry lah to I'm me. I'm still working on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like at, let's say admitting things like I want to spend more time with someone right. or you know asking for help. Mm-hmm. I still have a part. I'm still working on that to be honest. But at least now to me it's like I have addressed it. I know it, and yeah. I want to work on it. Last time I would just brush it off as I don't need you. Yeah, or, or like this is just how I am. What to do? Yeah, kind. yeah. Take it or leave it. Take yeah, it or yeah. Leave it. That sort of thing. Ciao. Yeah. But knowing that now being more vulnerable is kind of helping you cope with your emotions better. Would mm. you advise that to all the twenty years listening to this podcast now? Maybe like, don't hold back too much. If you feel like you want to cry, just cry. If you want to be an open book, go for it. I don't know. What would you tell them? Yeah, for sure. They're trapped emotionally. Yeah, for sure. I mean, ask for help. Have like a strong support system and all that. But if you are going through a hard time, whatever it is, you can ask for help. But I think one of the things I have learned and I want you in your 20s to know is to really know yourself. To really ask yourself, who am I and what do I need? For example, one of the things that I learned in my 20s that really liberated me is the fact that I, I'm an introvert. Oh, okay. So before acknowledging that, mm. I would think, why am I not so happening as my friends? Mm. You know, uh, And yet I'm on TV, I'm on radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I felt like a fake. Like I felt like you know, an imposter. Yeah. But then I realized I am an introvert. I'm proudly introvert. There's nothing wrong with introverts. Introverts versus extroverts is just how you recharge your batteries. It doesn't Mm. mean an introvert is not sociable. It doesn't mean an introvert doesn't like people. It's just after a social interaction, an introvert probably needs two days to be alone. Yeah, your social battery runs out. Versus an extrovert who needs two hours to be alone and then they can go back out. So, Uh you know, understanding what I need in a relationship Mm -hmm. really liberated me understanding who I am really liberated me so yeah those are the things that I would, I would say to 20 year olds you have so much to prove right now yeah you have so much drive which is great yeah but also ground yourself mm-hmm. in um, whatever spiritual practices you have mm-hmm. you know one other thing that really is very different for me right now is meditation <sighs> Yeah, I think my 20s was a time of extremes. Mm-hmm. Like when I eat healthy, yeah. I'm so healthy, I, I lose too much weight. Okay. You know, uh, I've never, I can't say I've been to the other extreme, but, you know, it, it's very extreme. If I work out, I have to work out for like, you know, five days, but it's, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So I would say now in my 30s, I'm learning balance, but in mm. my 20s, it was all about like pushing the boundaries, going to your max and then figuring out 
out which one works which one works. is sustainable although you know you need to go through that to then come up with your own equilibrium like right. I cannot just say one blanket thing like you know be cool or be happy uh, and it will work I would say like you know really jump into whatever you are going through right yeah. now really feel it but I hope you can come out on the other side mm-hmm. knowing your truth because mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day while wow, I'm getting so philosophical no, I love you know, it I love it like, it's the sad vegetarian in me even producer slash editor is like wow for the first time he's not even giving me the cue like faster faster he's falling asleep (laughs) (laughs) because her voice is like a lullaby beautiful philosophical actually I do want to ask you about something else yeah go ahead on the note of meditating calming yourself yeah because you also like traveling solo yes I do if you stalk Zer as much as I stalk Zer on her social media (laughs) you would see that she is she went to Germany uh, you went to Germany alone right Berlin Berlin London Paris almost every year Bali yeah. last year Bali yeah. last year Lombok Bali one oh, of the no. islands in Indonesia so you are an avid solo traveller mm-hmm. which not everyone can do I've tried it a few times I loved it the first time second time I'm like no I need company Janu when you went alone <laughs> you know I was on the phone with Janu <laughs> I called her sir where's the best restaurant she's like hey bro this is solo traveller go ask the locals don't ask me I was texting her the restaurant constantly updating me I'm like go enjoy yourself but yeah mm. not everyone can do that you know yeah. especially extroverts like me oh my god that was terrible it wasn't terrible I loved it but at yeah. the same time challenging challenging like. I would yeah. have appreciated if there was company yeah. is that one of your coping mechanisms maybe if you are going through a hard time in your life you feel like no I need to be alone in a foreign land in an island maybe Okay, first of all, the solo traveling was born because of, you know, our schedule on radio, Mm. to be honest. It's like very hard to plan with friends where to go, when to go. So I realized that, you know, it was a rude awakening when when I was in radio the first time. So I decided, you know what, F it. I'm just going to go to London, see this band, do my thing, go to Paris and see how it goes. And then I liked it. I wouldn't say it's so much a coping mechanism, but I do feel like sometimes I just really need to go. Mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. and just do my thing yeah but I'm that is if I'm not in a relationship to be honest because you know as an introvert like I only need one other person <laughs> to, okay, that's you know it. what I'm saying like whether it's uh, for a weekend a best friend or, or a boyfriend like uh, yeah all I need is just one travel buddy yeah. one shopping buddy that's it but still you go alone <laughs> but you make friends there yes yes you yes, make friends there that's so that's traveling and then uh, you also make contents on your travels as well. But for now, past your 20s already, what is your best coping mechanism? So what have you learned the most about telling yourself, you know what, life is not meant to be perfect. I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to have good days. But how do I be okay with that? Okay, so one of the major differences also is the happiness chart. Happiness uh, chart? No, as in like in my 20s, I thought that, you know, happiness is like a upward chart. It's just a straight line going mm. up. If you have dips, it's bad. Okay. You know, but now the happiness chart to me is like a snake. It's like up and down, up and down, up and down. You know, it's circles. It's it's colorful. So right. not meaning, linear. It's not linear. So you can have good days. You can have bad days, and it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's okay to have a regular ass day. 
mm-hmm. where nothing exciting happens, where you have no highlight of the day. It's okay. It's just a normal day. It's yeah. fine, you yeah. know. Um, and there's beauty in that as well. Yeah. And one coping mechanism that I use, this is a, maybe a bit woo-woo for mm-hmm. everyone out there, but uh, through my meditation practice <sighs> and spiritual journey, um, there um, is... Can I do a sound effect while you're talking about meditation? Um, um, okay, no, like, it's to be seen. Like, okay. <laughs> when I'm going through a hard time, I, I remind myself there's this thing called the soul affirmation that I say. Okay. And it goes something like, I am not the body, I am not the thoughts, I am not the mind, and I am not the emotions, I am the soul. Meaning to say, whatever depression, and I, I mean, I won't go so extreme to depression, yeah. but you know, what, when you're angry with someone or with yourself or someone disappoints you or something's not going your way, mm-hmm. you feel those emotions, which is fine. You should feel it. But at the end of the day, that is not you or that does not define you. That is just a way for your soul to live, you know, Um but you are the soul and the soul doesn't know all these things. The soul is just in this physical body and it's experiencing life and it's learning. So I always bring myself back to that when I'm feeling low or crappy. It's something you tell yourself, is it? Do you verbally say it or you just you just think it? I do say it every day, uh, every day. in my meditation practice. Wow. Yeah. I wake up every day and I spend two to three hours on myself every day. Wow. Without fail. I mean, since at, 2020 at st- started. At the start of the day. Yes. Oh, it doesn't matter. It could be at night. No. Oh, it has uh, to be in the morning. start of the day. Yeah. What time do you wake up just to do all these meditations? Well, it depends on what time my day needs to start. But I will, no matter what. Okay, like today my day, I have to be somewhere at 11. I'll wake up at 6. What? So that I can have that two, three hours to myself. And what I do in that two, three hours is I wake up. I do not check my phone at oh, all. Oh, interesting. I do my yoga stretches I do my workout and then I meditate and then I eat my breakfast and then my day starts meditate for two hours no no I meditate for like maybe half an hour plus. oh that means just like before the phone checking part and before your day starts two three hours on yourself to myself yeah so that's it like six to seven wake up do your meditation for a while do my workout your w- workout also yeah meditation is not part of it's not meditation is more of a yoga is a kind of a of an exercise right but yeah, meditation yeah. you wouldn't classify it as that right it's mental it's <laughs> mental <laughs> exercise that's true though. That's spiritual true. <laughs> cleansing mental <laughs> spiritual <laughs> cleansing yeah do your breakfast because we know how much you love being in the kitchen I need to have my breakfast yeah. you need to have it then you check your phone huh? then I check my phone yeah, so that's, that's why good. guys if I don't reply you you know before a certain ah, time ah this one not valid it's this because... one ah, ah please this one 6-7pm so I text her oh my god guess what happened she replied me you know what verbally when she sees me in person I, but, but <laughs> no, she has I'm taught me that face. though yeah. but you made, you've taught me that it's okay and people don't reply because sometimes the physical reactions are much better yeah, yeah, we talk yeah. about it because rather than oh my god really ah I'm saving my reaction for your face. Yes. <laughs> and I must say that I did learn that from you. Now also, if I have news, I feel, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I don't instantly tell a person th- and then via text. Maybe mm. I just give a gist. Or if yeah. not, I'm like, never mind. I'm seeing you this weekend or tomorrow. Might as well I tell. If not, let's say got reunions from school, right? Nothing to be like, oh my God, this is new with you. <laughs> don't need it. So everything is revealed on social media. Everything has been told instantly because, you know, we have WhatsApp, we've got Instagram DMs. I really, really, really like what you said just now about how, you know, 
your coping mechanisms also changed over time and uh, yeah you know in my 20s my coping mechanism is uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go Zara I'm going to spend all my money <laughs> that's what I mean by in my 20s I look for happiness outside of myself right whether it's career whether it's a new pair of shoes whether yeah. it's a boyfriend whether it's a girl you know whatever when they're just drinking. temporary they're momentary yeah but then in my 30s happiness. now I realise actually happiness needs to come from within. within like it sounds very cheesy but trust me once you really live through this lesson and try to live by it then yeah. you will really see a shift in your life which I agree because I feel like I'm going through that now yeah yeah you I know? do see that in you actually because last year you know how I went through quite some crappy stuff last year which I didn't yeah. understand about but I think it's necessary everyone somewhat goes through that and you, you were know? fighting it as I was well. fighting it so yeah, badly because you felt like this is not normal this is yeah. not some how someone is supposed to feel yeah. but you see now this year you are so much more chill about it I feel so you too. have your days but yeah. you know the big difference I see with you is that you are just like okay it will pass yeah you know like one of my favorite imagery or metaphors is that you are the sky and everything else is the clouds. Mm-hmm. So you will always be there. Clouds will come, dark clouds will come, sun will come, but you will still be there. And these things are always just passing by. So, I you know, that's that. also another realization. I love that. You are the sky, the clouds will always be there. Yeah, and everything else is could just be good the clouds, passing clouds. Could be yeah. bad clouds, but either yeah. way, they're going to pass. And you're going to still be there anyway. Exactly. Oh, I exactly. love it so, so yeah. much. But yeah, I absolutely agree with everything you said just now. Like, you know, And now also from my reflections in the past year is that... Um, Good days are there, but bad days are there. But you don't have to beat yourself up for days that don't go your way, you know. Sometimes if I have bad days, I'm like, okay, it's just a bad day. It's okay. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. I don't want to stop until... Because back then, I was like, it's a very 20-year-old minded thing, I think. Like, oh my God, I can't do it until I feel better, you know. No, just carry on. Do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But if you need to rest as well, go ahead. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, there's no such thing as, oh, downtime and all that. Of course, you got to take some time for yourself. Yeah. But if you have things lined up initially... Do it. Yeah. Don't cancel it just because, oh my God, I'm having a bad deal. Like, cannot, cannot, cannot. Because yeah. these days will come. It's inevitable. I think for you, it's the opposite. If you have nothing, you feel depressed, right? <laughs> <laughs> like Keanu is the type who needs to have something lined up for like five months straight. Coming from the girl who used to come in from Australia and then bought a flight to Singapore <laughs> after that. Yes, I've, I'm living the life you once lived last time. Yeah, like. exactly. Maybe in, 30, when I, in my 30s, I'm too tired. Like. You'll be on enough, this like. end talking to her. <laughs> I hope not. I <laughs> Loving plans and everything. Thing. Okay, before I let you go, Zer, is there one thing that you can tell people out there that they might not know about you? Maybe some a struggle of yours wow. that people don't know. I know I'm probably logically I'm supposed to ask you this at the start, but our conversation just flowed like water just now. So now, <laughs> bringing it back to the part about your struggles mm. that people are like, huh? Zer is going through this or like have, have thoughts about this? I think one thing a lot of people maybe don't expect from me is I have very, very low self-esteem. That's true. I never expected mm. that. And you told me this once. I said, what? Yeah. And, you know, because, you know, people only see your image, your picture, yeah. whatever, and see your package, yeah. but they don't know what really goes on inside. So, yes, I, I have struggled with low self-esteem. I would say I'm still struggling with it a little bit. But again, the difference is that I'm grounding myself and thinking, so what if I feel like that? But it's not true, you know? Yeah. Um, I am not this body. I am not this face. Mind. Yeah. So, yeah, that is one thing that 
people might be surprised low self-esteem uh, coming from such a beautiful girl like Zerpine See, that every guy is swooning it's still for. very weird for me to get compliments and I still this really? is one of the yeah. biggest complaints that my friends or whoever's close to me they're uh-huh. like we're not going to say anything nice to you anymore because you always <laughs> just deflect it or you know is it just by your appearance or everything like work wise everything anything oh work it's like good work uh, yeah it's luck you it's know. crazy And she's one of the most Detailed persons <laughs> I've worked with Ever You know If you hear her show From 3 to 8 yeah. On hits You would know Wow this girl And then 8 to 12 Hiya like this Please What a drop <laughs> Please Priya Please my boss Please move me to another shift So that people cannot Directly compare Please That self-esteem issue Any other things That you are struggling with mm, Struggle only <laughs> <laughs> happy with? <laughs> happy with pula. Happy with. Okay, what what am I happy with? Yeah, something you're very proud about yourself. You're mm. happy, you would like to flaunt to everyone. Mm. So much. Everything besides self-esteem. Point taken. See, again, this, this is my bad habit of self-esteem. I'm like, mm, there's nothing to flaunt. Zed, thank you so much. I learned thank so much you, from Keanu. you. You know what? I'm also learning a lot from you, to be honest. No, love. Yes, I am. Like, I think at this age, like, I also, I'm inspired by your drive. Now, uh, I wish I had that drive. You did. Course, you did. You still do. Yeah, but it's very different now. It's a different form now. And that's right. why it's very important to have someone like you in my life where, uh. you know, I constantly can feed off from and get inspired by and yeah root for thank you la this is why I have you on the show because off mic she doesn't say things like this to me <laughs> only on the show I get compliments and extra mockery from sir <laughs> thank you sir thank you Keanu 